with me, Mary Grace, uh, is over there. And many of you are praying also for Ingratio, especially for the men's group. Uh, his, uh, his wife is here with me, uh, Melody. Would you like to stand, Melody? Um, thank you for your prayers. Uh, he's here with a tourist visa to support my uh, brother-in-law who's suffering from stage 4 lung cancer. Also with, with, with us is uh, Gary. He's a full bird colonel. As, as a commander of a nursing command with his son, Lennox. Uh, thank you for coming with us. They are part of our uh, church plant uh, in our home, a house church with uh, North, uh, True North Fellowship. And um, we thank the Lord because the Lord has brought us here to share to you the Word of God as a church planter, as a missionary, and as your partner. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart honors you, Lord, this morning through Arapaho Road Baptist Church. Amen. This morning, I would like to invite you to examine and reflect with me Psalm 37. This psalm is known as the Psalm of David. And if not David, it is compared to the life of David. What's interesting is that the psalmist used the first person pronoun, I. This is the psalmist's testimony. Imagine yourself going to a Bible study, a prayer meeting, or any gathering, and someone is giving a personal account of his or her experience in the Lord. And that is why my proposition or challenge for you this morning from the Bible is for you to secure your strong source of power. Secure your, strong secure your strong source of power. And I have entitled the sermon this morning, Secured in Wicked Times. Why secure your strong source of power? We know that God is powerful cognitively, theologically, and spiritually from the Bible. But the problem is practicing, exercising, sourcing, applying the power of God in our lives. This is the reason the psalmist emphasized Psalm 37. The psalm is a reality check because the wicked and evil are flourishing and a source of our own insecurity, envy, disappointment, and fear. Why individuals, governments, Countries, corporations are flourishing, succeeding, even if they have unethical practices. Ungodly leaders, oppressive to the poor, women, children, and unfair labor practices. We have a perfect storm this season in our lives because of COVID-19 pandemic. Personally, within two years, I have witnessed eight deaths with my immediate family in-laws, church families, and co-workers. I have loved ones right now who are suffering and close to dying because of sickness. I just came back from the Philippines last Tuesday. And living in poverty for most Filipinos are a way of life to them. And they have all the reasons to be envious of our lives here in America. So let us go back to Psalm 37 and find out why should we not be envious of wicked people who are succeeding in life. 
Psalm 37 claims that the righteous is secured even if the wicked are flourishing, for they exist only for a fleeting period. Let us make an inventory of the wicked from Psalm 37, from verses 2 to 13. And let me read to you those verses, Psalm 37, verses 2 to 13. Let me start with verse 1. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers, for they will wither like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing, for evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked man will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees his day is coming. That is the word of God. Inventory for the wicked. According to the psalmist from verse 2, the, the unrighteous will wither like grass. David proclaims from, ver from verse 8 that evildoers will be eliminated and they will be no more in verse 10. Verse 13 says, The Lord laughs at evildoers for their days are ending. As I have mentioned, we need to secure a strong source of of power, and that is in God, for the days are evil. How many of you believe that we are now in evil times? How many of you believe? Amen. Yes, we are. The Bible also proclaims that the devil is like what? A roaring lion trying to devour each one of us. Remember the temptation of Jesus. The, the devil was not stopping. He was still trying to tempt Jesus until he died, but he rose again on the third day. The psalmist is giving us an assurance that we can always secure a strong source of power in God. And let us continue to make an inventory of the wicked. As a reality check reminding that God is alive and working for us from Psalm 37 verses 15 to 20. Let me read to you Psalm 37, verses 15 to 20. It says, Their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil. And in the days of famine, they will have abundance. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. King David was an experienced warrior. 
And his example is when someone is in the middle of a battle, imagine yourself in the middle of, of the battlefield and your wicked enemy is trying to attack you and trying to hit you with his sword. Instead of lurking it to your heart or an abdomen, the wicked sword will enter his own heart in verse 15. And his bows will be broken. His arms will be broken in verse 17. And he will absolutely perish. In verse 20, like smoke, he will vanish away. Imagine you have that kind of fight where God is on your side. The wicked is destroyed because of his own wrongdoings. He will not last. This is not only for the wicked, but what? For all the generations that will follow him. No more for them. And this is evident in Psalm 37. With this, let us continue to do an inventory for the wicked. From Psalm 37, verses 28 to 36. Let me read that, verses 28 to 36. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in, in his heart. His steps do not sleep. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent man spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I sought for him, but he, he could not be found. Mark the blameless man, and behold the upright, for the man of peace will have a prosperity. But transgressors will be altogether destroyed. The prosperity of the wicked will be cut off. That is the word of the Lord. The descendants of the wicked will be eliminated from verses 28 and 38, along with the wicked in verse 34. He will pass away and could not be found any longer in verse 36. The wicked will be gone with the wind with his descendants. The psalmist is saying that there is no basis for us to be envious, Fearful, anxious, and disappointed when evil people, when sinners are getting rich and becoming famous, for they will be no more. Jesus' followers and disciples are secured for a strong source of power and stability is in God. We made an inventory how the wicked and his descendants will end according to the psalmist or King David. The question remains, why the psalmist writes Psalm 37? Because people in the psalmist's time or during the time of David are also envious, fearful, anxious, and disappointed for the wicked wealthy rule Ruler is, is ruling the land in more privilege. And how about our time today? 
Have you seen evil men and women flourishing? Yes, there are people today that they are flourishing. And they, sometimes they do everything to advance their evil agenda. Whatever it takes, they use their wealth, resources, and they function as if they are gods. Why are there a lot of atheists today? Atheists today. Why? Because they create their own gods. And they make themselves as gods. They don't believe in God because they themselves are gods. The psalmist, the psalmist rather, makes his thesis contrary to observations of many that the righteous have more reasons to be thankful to God. And this will lead us to do an inventory for the righteous as observed by King David or the psalmist. Let's go back to Psalm 37, verses 1 to 6, the inventory for the righteous. It says here from these verses, the righteous will live in the land and will cultivate faithfulness from the third verse. The righteous should delight in the Lord in verse 4, for God will give the desires of his and her heart. The righteous is admonished to commit and trust his ways to God, and the Lord will direct him in verse 5. Also, the Lord will make the righteousness of the one who fear God and will shine like what? Like the noonday in verse 6. Let me go back. I'd like to read that again, verse 6. It says here, Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like a, a great deep. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading verse six, uh, 36, but I should be reading 37. Verse 6, He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Wow, what a powerful verse. King David is the man who is closer next to the heart of God. Because of what? Because he trusts in God. He delights in God and he commits his ways to God. What's in your heart right now? Let me repeat that question. What is in your heart right now? Our hearts are full of sins, but if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. This reminds me of Job in the Bible that despite of the death of his children, the loss of his wealth, and, and, and he said these words, Naked I was born, and naked I will return to God. And the Lord's name be praised. With all the challenges in life, I believe each one of us, we have to secure ourselves in God and make God a strong source of power. What are your challenges right now? Can you imagine David when he was writing here, when he was writing Psalm 37? He said, I was young and now I'm old. What are the challenges of kings? King David when he was a king and when he was reigning? There are a lot of challenges for him. Do you remember him? His own son was trying to take the kingdom from him. He had to run because his son was trying to kill him. His own son killed another son of David. His own son raped his own daughter. There are a lot of issues for King David. But still, he 
trust in God. Let's now continue to do more and inventory for the righteous in Psalm 37, from verses 7 to 11 and 29. It says here, The righteous rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. And it says here, Do not get upset because of the wicked success in verse 7. The righteous one cease from anger and abandon right according to verse 8. Look at verse 8 again. It says here, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing. We have all the reasons to be angry, yes, because life is really unfair. They said, life, you know, life is like a wheel. It turns around like this. Yes, but the irony of the wheel is what? If life is like a wheel, why there are a lot of times more I am under and not on top? Does that make sense? Life is really unfair. We have all the reasons, but we must give it all to God. God is the God of justice and righteousness. Verses 9, 11, and 29 claim that those who wait and humble themselves in the Lord will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The righteous will delight themselves in abundant prosperity in verse 11. The righteous perspective is 180 degrees visual. He can see what's going on. And the psalmist affirms that God, instead of having only 180 degrees, God has 360 degrees perspective, physically, emotionally, and economically and spiritually. What do I mean by this? The COVID-19 pandemic hits worldwide. The churches across the board lost their members 40% and attenders. People we love die, both Christians and not. What is the difference with the psalmist's perspective? When Christians die, the Lord heals them. You say, oh, what do you mean? The Lord healed the person who died? Yes, the Lord healed this person eternally. They dwell in eternal land with God and have everything in abundance eternally. The earth for followers of Jesus is the closest hell that they can experience. No more death, sickness, or pain for the psalmist's perspective is the God's perspective rather of the righteous destiny with God. Our God is our eternal security. Our eternal healing is with Him. And will you make God your strong source of power? Nothing will harm me. Let's continue to do the inventory or in an inventory for the righteous in verses 7 to 19. Inventory for the righteous from verses 7 to 19. It says here, the psalmist declares, the better is the little of the righteous in verse 16 because the Lord sustains the righteous and the Lord knows the days of the blameless and their inheritance are forever in verse 18. The righteous will not be ashamed in the time of evil. In the days of famine, they will have plenty in verse 19. And what we read is a confirmation of our eternal dwellings, our permanent homes with God in heaven. Yes, we may have a little here on earth, 
but God does not sleep. He cares for us eternally. What do you count and account here on earth? Everything is in God's hand. We need to always check our attitude. Do we make our God the basis of our security? Our strong source of power and strength is only to our God. Despite of our advancement, you have your own cell phone now. Our cell phone signal is based on cell towers and with sometimes we have a weak signal or no signal. It means what? There is a weak pickup of signal from your phone. People are now restless if their phone does not work. As if they are dying. If you have young people in your home, if you have kids, grandkids, our young people today will die if they do not their if they do not have their phone with them. But your phone will not always work as you expected. God as your security and your song, strong source of power never fails and does not need to be recharged. Let God be your strong source of power, for he never fails to take care of the righteous. Let's continue to do an inventory for the righteous in verses 21 to 24. The righteous is not all about being with God and knowing God. Let me repeat that. The righteous is not all about being with God and knowing God. It is also doing things for God. Our behavior speaks loudly of our God, for the righteous is gracious and gives in verse 21. The righteous always bless other people because of the blessings from God in verse 22. Let me read to you verse 22. It says, For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be cut off. The 23rd of Psalms 37 says, The steps of a man and a woman are established by the Lord. God delights with the righteous, and when he, he or she falls, they will not be hurled down in verse 24, because the Lord is the one who holds their hands in your hands. The Lord holds your hands in my hands. Let us continue to do the inventory for the righteous in verse 25 to 28, it says here, The psalmist has not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. In verse 25. The behavior of the righteous is evident in verse 26. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing, and the Lord loves justice and does not abandon his godly ones, according to the verse in verse 28. We are your recipients of your kindness as a missionary and even for my brother-in-law. You prayed for my brother-in-law. You prayed for my sister-in-law to come to the U.S. And the Lord granted that request. She was denied four times with the immigration with the, at the U.S. Embassy. But by your prayer, by your kindness, by your help, she is now, Melody is with us. What can you ask for more when you are secured with your strong source of power with God? 
Let's continue to focus on the inventory for the righteous in verses 28 to 31. We are protected forever in verse 28. If we are attuned with God as we read the Bible and pray every day, we are guided by the Holy Spirit. We can apply verses 29 and 30, where it says that the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue, or, and his tongue speaks justice and the law of God in his heart. It's in his heart and his steps do not sleep in verse 31. Walking with God involves our hearts, minds, and behavior in our actions. If you always go to a bar, you are what? You are a bar hopper. If you always go to a mall, I like, I like to go with my wife if she goes to a mall. You are a mall lover. If you always play a video game, you are a gamer. But if you're always reading the Bible and praying every day and applying what the Bible says and, and to yourself by loving others and loving your fellow men, through Jesus Christ, you are a disciple and follower of Jesus. Let us go to the last stress as we do the inventory for the righteous. And there are four questions that I encourage to, you to ask when you read your Bible. The what, the so what, the what then, and therefore. Let me repeat that. What, so what, what then, and, then, and therefore. The inventory, the what is the inventory for the righteous? The so what is so that we can exercise and apply what the psalmist is saying concerning the righteous. The what then is for people to see that we are the righteous ones of God, loving God and loving others. And that therefore is we behave as the people of the kingdom of God. Now, verses 34 to 40. Those who wait in the Lord, keep His way, will be exalted by God and will, and will inherit the land in verse 34. The righteous is the person of peace who has a secured future with God in verse 37. And our salvation and security are from the Lord in verse 39. And God is our strength in time of trouble, trouble rather, in verse 39. In the ultimate analysis, in verse 40, the Lord helps us and rescues us. God rescues us from the wicked and saves us because God is a refuge in time of trouble. What can we ask for more when we have God with us and He provides everything for us? And I would like to end in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It's not on your PowerPoint. It says here, remember Mary when he, she encountered the angel? And the angel said to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Many people in the world today thought that Mary is the only blessed one. But the same blessing given to Mary is given also to all of us Christians because the third verse of Ephesians chapter 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. God has blessed you all things from heaven. Do not get upset because of evildoers. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and decay like the green plants. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, Secure yourself in the strong source of power from God. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, what can we ask for more 
when you have showered us all heavenly blessings to those who have entrusted their lives to Jesus as their Lord God and Savior, for others who dwell here on earth, and for others who dwell here on earth. May we have the attitude of that having that being with God, knowing God, and doing things for God, like the psalmist, like King David, so that we will not sin. May we wait patiently for you and do all the acts of righteousness for your name's sake. Forgive us, O Lord, for we cannot see your faithfulness and justice that runs and overflows like a living water in heaven. Father, may we stop being anxious, fearful, disappointed, envious when we see evildoers succeed, for you are our portion and our strength in time of trouble, in time of sickness, pain, death, and separation, even hopelessness and sufferings on this earth. Our permanent home, our permanent land, O Lord, is with you. Guide us now with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray in the mighty name of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, we would like to make an invitation as the piano plays for those who would like to make a commitment to saying to God, Lord, um, with this COVID-19 pandemic, I, I've been so envious, envious about politics. A lot of things worry me. But now, now, Lord, I'd like to commit myself to you and continue to re- revere you to be my security, my source of power. And if, for others who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus as their Lord, God, and Savior, we have our deacons and leaders to guide you this morning as the piano plays. Uh, they would like to pray for you. <laughs>